0: Moika, Hey. Welcome, Welcome to, to our, our podcast, podcast, Mastering Finland. Finland. I'm Jean and I'm from California. I'm Petra and I'm from the Czech Republic. We're here to chat about our life in Finland. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our podcast. And today we have another episode related to mental health and well-being. And today I would like to welcome
1: Sini Sofia Savola, who is psychologist. Hi, Sini. Hello. Nice to be here. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. I'm really well. Thank you. How are you? Good,
0: thanks. Today it was a bit sunny, so finally yeah. a bit of positive mood in yeah. this Finnish grayness. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know.
1: <laughs> Feels so good. It's
0: starting again, yeah. So, so Sini, could you tell us a bit more about yourself and
1: your job? Yeah, sure. Hey, can I ask first? Where are you uh, recording? What city? Where are we? Helsinki. In Helsinki. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Nice. Yeah. Hello from <laughs> the other side. Of the
1: Helsinki. <laughs> it's
0: remotely recorded, so it's just so you know, you know, precautions coronavirus, and it's also easier. Let's
1: be honest. Yeah. 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 This yeah. Center. So hello from other side of Helsinki. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hello from other side. So yeah. So I'm I'm senior Sofia Savala, uh, psychologist, and people call me Sinnu, actually. And I'm uh, I'm 27 years old. And what is really want to know about me, considering the topic of this discussion, which is about mental health, uh, is probably that I'm a psychologist and I'm specializing to health psychology. And I work as an occupational health psychologist or a work psychologist, however you want to say it. And I'm also running my own podcast. So I'm a big podcast lover. And my podcast is called Psykologia ja kaikenlaista. I don't know, a semi-proper translation would probably be something like psycho- psychology plus this and that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, it's only in Finnish, but anyhow, you can listen to it from all the major podcast platforms. And yeah, that's pretty much all the main things about me, I guess, yeah, for now.
0: Yeah, and we will definitely link the podcast and also your website to, to the information about this episode, so listeners, you can you can, you know, visit, uh, Sinu's website and also the podcast and yeah. listen more, more there. Yeah. Good. So, so let's start talking about the mental health and mm. first to sort of clarify, you know, the terms. So could you sort of clarify for our listeners, what is the difference between counseling and therapy?
1: Yeah. Uh, this is actually a really good, um, question. And I think, um, I think it's also a hard question because I guess it dip- depends on who is giving the counseling. So uh, who's, the, uh, who's the professional in there? But I think uh, in counseling and in therapy in, in general, they both have the same bigger goal. So to help people of all ages live happier, healthier, uh, more productive lives. Uh, and I mainly know about therapy uh, more than about counseling but I think as, as the word counsel itself implies, um, recommendations and advice, and those are more central in the discussion than when it comes to the therapy. And the, uh, the main, uh, working tool in therapy is actually the relationship be- be- between the therapist and, and the other person. And, um, uh, usually therapy, it's, it's quite intense and long-term treatment. And the goal, goal in there is to somehow affect the psyche maybe deeply, if I, if, if I could say this way. And uh therapist knows about mental illness and health and has um, research-based techniques to help people re- develop more effective thoughts, emotions, behavior, and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, I think it's it's the, the main thing in uh, in uh, in therapy. It's to provide also a supportive in a mi- environment. I guess that's also in counseling the uh, to pr- pr- provide a supportive environment that allows you to talk about uh, talk openly with someone who is objective and and also very non judgmental and neutral in a way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for the explanation. I think it's really nice to sort of state, you know, at the beginning before yeah. we get a bit deeper into mm. it. So let's say there is a person who is struggling with their mental health. They're in Finland and uh, they're trying to sort of, you know, find a solution. Mm. So what are the first steps that they should take in order to be able to get the help in Finland? Yeah. Mm. Um,
1: I think this should be clarified more often. Everywhere There's, there should be like stickers that are saying where where mm-hmm, you get definitely. help and and all kinds of all kinds of uh, ways to inform the citizens and everyone about this. And because um, the the system mental health care, it's it's not super simple it is when you know what you do but but as as we don't have one hospital where to go where everyone goes and you get the help from there uh, for every mental health issue you have it's not that way so that that's why we need this clarification and this is a good question so uh, I think there are uh, there are maybe five main uh, main platforms to get some some uh, therapy or help for a mental health issue so the one easy one is if you are uh, working if you are an employee and have an employment relationship you also uh, have an occupational healthcare So it's mandatory for every company and organization to provide health services for the employees. But it might differ how much and what psychological treatment are you allowed to have from there. But anyhow, it's a perfect place to find out what is your... um, your occupational health care, what is the place, and then just to go there or call or book an appointment from the nurse or doctor about and talk about mental your mental health and ask for more support. And if they cannot provide you uh, more therapy, they can guide you to find it from another place. So this is the first scenario in a way. And then in case you're studying at the university, which I think you, for example, are right I yeah, I am.
0: Well, I'm sort of working. I'm still student and I'm finishing my thesis, but I'm I yeah. am also working full time. But yeah, okay. okay. Many of my friends and many of our listeners are
1: students, so so it definitely is going to be relatable. Yeah, so, yeah. So so for students, uh, if you're studying at the university, you may go to Uutehoas, which is like Finnish Student Health Service, and. Do the same thing. Ask for psychological services, or just book an appointment from a doctor or nurse, uh, nurse, and tell what you have on your mind going on. And at the University of Applied Sciences, I think they still, at this point, provide the health services in primary healthcare, and so through that it means you can basically uh, it means you can Google uh, and call, or simply go to a health center near your home, and. And also this primary health and mm, health center, they are also places for everyone else. So if, if you're not working or if you're not studying, you can go to primary health care and, and they will uh, guide you more. And so the that that's that's the third scenario, and then I think the fourth scenario would be in case of an acute mental breakdown. So in if um, so, if if you have something acute, just like for instance, like you have some self-harming ideas, or you have panic attacks, or even psychosis, or something like that, then then you can go to. Uh, Hospital emergency services, so they are they are not just meant for heart heart attacks or something like I don't know car crash patients, but also also for for mental uh, illnesses which which are acute because they are dangerous. Like it, panic attack, it's it's not healthy for you. Just, so you should get immediate help. And and yeah, in others, uh, in other kinds of crises of life, there are crisis numbers to call which you can find, for instance, from from some third-party organizations. For for instance, Mieli.fi has crisis phone numbers. So um, M-I-E-L-I.fi. And fifth way to get some support is, uh, is what many people nowadays do, is simply book an appointment online from for instance, any psychologist. So, if it's a psychologist or psychotherapist, so those uh, profession names they are like uh, restricted, legislated. So they have the. Then you can trust like these these people have studied these mental health things, and so no anyone cannot use those names. So then you can you can always pay yourself for sure. Um, so I think those are those are the main. Many ways to receive yeah. help.
0: Yeah, that's a good good summary. Definitely. Yeah, um, but it's it's sort of interesting that still we are living in this you know, like it's very modern time and we have all this technology and everything should be working. But at the same time, there is still the thing that like many people have to pay to get help, mm. and it's not like if you go to doctor if you have you know I don't know heartburn. Or if you like hurt your leg and then you do it and you pay just a little or nothing. But if you suffer with mental health issues, mm. then you have to pay more. And it's quite it's quite surprising still. So so how expensive are such services when it comes to, for example, if you go to hospital or then if you go to private psychologists? And why some psychologists offer this partial killer reimbursement, like killer pays? A part of the price,
1: mm, yeah. Uh, it's really good question, and I think it uh, it should definitely not be the way that taking care of your mental health uh, would be too expensive. And if I answer first for that Gela reimbursement, um, it's so basically some psychologists are also psychotherapists, so. Uh, so, if you're a psychotherapist, uh, that's, um, that 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 uh, treatment is mostly reimbursed by Gela. So, if you get the doctors, uh, and by Gela I mean that by by the. By the uh, government in a way, or more precisely, by the ta- taxpayers. But if you get so, if you get the doctor's opinion that psychotherapy would suit for you, and you are committed to the psychotherapy treatment plan, you will have GELAS back, and that that makes your therapy not actually not free at all, but significantly cheaper. So it would be like twenty to forty euros per session, and uh, um, I don't know the. The gala system—it's not perfect at, at all. I think it's actually quite shitty. The sy- uh, system, but but that's how it is uh, at the moment, and you still have to pay for it though. But it's it's so uh, very cheap for psychotherapy if you compare. But uh, so in in case you simply book an appointment online from a psychologist, it's pro- it probably costs something from sixty to, to one hundred and sixty euros per hour. Um, but in many cases, the happy side is that in many cases the psychological treatment, actually for for students um, or uh, for the uh, employee via uh, what is it occupational healthcare, it's it's free actually for the employees. Uh, very many things, and also in in public healthcare, uh, actually it is um, it should be. Um, it, it is actually f- mostly free, but maybe it's, uh, they don't advertise it that much because they are quite fully booked, <laughs> but, and, and the resources are not, not too good. So, um, as far as I know, it depends on the city because usually the city pays, uh, for the healthcare, primary, uh, healthcare. So it depends on the city. For instance, in Helsinki, they Actually, they very good care of you. You need to only buy a, um, uh, like pay just small amount in comparison to what the the treatment actually costs. But sometimes, for instance, for many mental, uh, for a lot of health, mental health care, you don't have to pay. But for instance, you have to pay for dental care. So it's, uh, but it depends on the city. That's, that's in Helsinki, but Depends on where, where the city wants to put the money and where they want people to go uh, in the first place and what they want to make, make free. And actually, there is the... Um, yeah, but but it really depends on many thing, things if it's free or if you have to pay uh, some of it. Yeah. And also also it depend, depends on the degree of the health care. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we sort of already started it,
0: but... Why aren't some psychological services then fully or partially paid by the government? Mm-hmm. Like we already said that, but at the same time, I sort of feel that it would be even more subsidized. So why do you think it's not like still sort of the priority as mm. much as it should be?
1: Mm. Yeah, I guess there are some. Uh, mm, I think we are we are late when it comes to mental health uh healthcare so at at this point um there are so many people needing needing help so we should uh and it's it's very expensive and we haven't done our prevention well so i, I don't know maybe there maybe there are and also i think the politics like when it comes to health politics it it's not really uh, updated in a way so we still have the focus in in physical health or at least has been so such, such a long time past years have have, have it has changed for sure because we ha- we now know that that our physical health has has gotten so high, high up high like the, we are doing so well on it but at the same time our mental health has not uh, come up At all, so we're not uh, actually. It's it's pre- breaking down if you, if if one can describe it that way, but I think we just we just haven't woken to that yet uh, enough.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's why it's you know important. I mean, your podcast that you're doing, and that's why we wanted to take on this sort of you know mental health awareness month because it's so important, and the more we all
1: speak about it, you know. Hopefully the faster it's gonna be sorted out. Yeah, I, I really hope that. And I, I think it will, but it will for sure it will take some time still. Hmm. Yeah, definitely.
0: So what kind of types of, of help are there available? You already mentioned these, you know, like where can you get the help from, but maybe what kind of therapies you can get? Um like in a, you know, outer space and what
1: kind of therapies you are yourself offering to your, to your clients? Yeah. So there are actually very many of them, uh, therapies and, um, me, my, myself, I am, uh, I'm offering actually quite short-term therapy or it, it even goes closer to, it's not counseling, but, but it's really short term, so it's not really like psychotherapy what I'm offering, and so I usually have like from one to ten sessions. Uh, that's what we usually have in occupational healthcare for for a customer or a patient, and and it's it's mainly that we we do usually we try to figure out what's going on and try to wind, find new ways of thinking and different viewpoints and ways of coping in the current situation and over it. And uh, there are very different, it really depends on the psychologist and therapist ther- like uh, which, uh, which basis he or she has in his working, which methods Uh, she or he uses so there are like solust focused cognitive shorter longer commitment and acceptance therapy there are really different branches uh, but actually there has been research a lot about these different types of therapies and um, what they have found is that it doesn't really matter what kind of therapy it is and uh, much more it affects on the outcome of the therapy that how how is the relationship between you and therapist? So that's like more important than the the tools and um, you know the background of the therapist itself.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it. I mean, it's it must be really important. And even from my own experience, I also went through a psychological sort of sessions, mm. psychotherapy, and it's really important if you sort of have a decent relationship with the with the therapist if you like get along in a way because mm. of course you don't want to talk to you know your deepest darkest secrets you don't want to tell it to somebody who you are not really like vibing you you know you're not vibing with the person at all so then of course you don't want to share so yeah. so it definitely matters matters a lot
1: yeah 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 Definitely. And, and I think that's, that's why you really, like when you're starting a therapy, you, uh, there should be like one, two, three different, um, sessions with different therapists. So you could check them out a bit, like to see like how they work and how they are. And of course you cannot find a perfect match. That's for sure. Cause there's none or there's too little of them, but, but, but still like it's, it's super important how you fit together in a way. Yeah, yeah,
0: totally. As you said, there are so many people now suffering from some sort of level of mental health issues. And I think many of us have it on a daily basis and it's just anxiety, stress, you know, this sort of low, low feelings. But some of it have it more serious levels. However, what I heard from many people around Finland is that if they had some sort of like a minor signs it was just just anxiety or just feeling low and it was not like super severe it was really hard for them to be eligible for this sort of psychological help probably the one that you mentioned that is almost free as you said they are very busy so I think that is it is it because of that that people with not that severe issues might not be able to get to do the therapy, if, for example, their occupation does not provide any sort of type of mental health support. And even they're working, they don't have that much money to be able to pay for private. And then in hospital or, or in, a, in a terveus asema they tell them, oh yeah, but you should do this and that, but you are not really eligible to get to the psychotherapy.
1: If if you understand what I yeah, mean, yeah, I I totally get it. Yeah, <laughs> I totally get what you mean, and it's really sad, but it's true. And actually, we have the, um, from my perspective, there I guess there might be like plenty of reasons for that. But one thing that comes to my mind is that we have a long tradition of long psychotherapists, uh, like long psychotherapy. So it's. Uh, it's like we don't and now actually they are doing a lot of work uh uh, at this time and nowadays to work on that we would have like short-term therapy for uh, to offer and also online therapy and and all that stuff but also also like if you if you like now now we only have like one to two to three years therapies and that's definitely not what everyone needs uh, so the criteria to get therapy like if you we, if we talk about kela therapy uh kela therapy it's um, it's like the bar is too high you have to be uh, like you have to feel quite bad so that you need uh, like three year therapy I'm, I'm not saying that they are feeling like super bad but but to get the uh, but still there are standards that you don't get if, if you are feeling blue and don't don't really you don't have traumas and don't really know about what uh, where does it come from so yeah it's not it's not easy and we don't have the uh, like really proper system for that to have like short term therapy and short term services for that so yeah I think that's at least one reason, and also I don't know. I guess also like at least like psychology is it's quite a uh, new branch of science. In if you compare it to like medicine, for instance, so I think the knowledge also about mental health it has grown and grown like past twenty years so much. So I think we're just not catching it up yet or I don't know <laughs> there might be many reasons for that that it's not it doesn't go very smoothly as it should be because like what uh, the more previously we get the help like when we first start to recognize the anxiety or whatever feeling we have uh, we should have the help right away to not like and, and uh, actually now I remember that we also have this um, like what uh, what primary health care uh, provides and they they promise you that you will get help in six months and that's like whatever comes you will get help in six months and that's like yeah that's fine if you have like a I don't know some sort of leg surgery that you have not done in 10 years, but now you decide to do it. But like, if you have mental, especially if you have mental in six months, it's like oh one God, life. Yeah. yeah. So it will go like, so uh, the situation will go like so bad. So that's one thing that we, we should change when it comes to mental health, that the promise about like, w- what is the time that you will um, latest get the treatment would be closer. And yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean it's really hard, right? Because there is so many people who need that. But then at the same time you can't be just like saying, Oh yeah, wait six months.
1: Yeah. Get it back to you. Yeah. So it's
0: such a like hard balance to to sort of find in between these these two things. And I actually know quite a few friends, my foreign friends, who they're working but at the same time they're not like highly paid Mm. and they don't get their occupational mental health care so they are uh, doing online therapy back in their countries because many of their countries are cheaper so they are talking online to therapists who speaks their native language okay yeah and that's how they get help because that's sort of the only way you can afford when especially when you start working and you don't get such mm-hmm. high high salary so it's not great because obviously you know you want to go in Finland you live here you pay taxes you, you know this is this is what should be happening but at the same time if you need help straight away and you can't afford to pay you know 120 euros for one hour then if it's cheaper in your country then you sort of consider it
1: yeah of course of course you do. I can totally relate. I, I would do that, probably yeah,
0: as well. Yeah. So you already mentioned prevention. So could you tell us a bit more about mental health issues prevention and what can we all do to sort of
1: prevent stuff coming up? So you mean like individually? What can we do yeah. to uh, yeah. prevent? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there are like mental health has to do with life. So basically everything that that has to do with your life, has to do with your mental health. So um, to prevent mental health issue, I think there are a few things uh, in the core of it. Uh, I would say one is, um, one and most commonly said is, is probably social relationships because they have like such a great impact on us and to our mental health, and to our surviving in life in general. So, like um, to spend time with anyone, with friends, with family, and to have an open relationship with with some people. It's all uh, all the things that are like money to your pocket, uh, mental health pockets, and. And also, I think the, the most important thing would be that the, the bar uh, bar would be low to ask for help uh, in mental health issues. So, so you would have a person to to go and talk talk about, and that you would also um, s- study mental health a bit not like too much but there are really like amazing websites for instance uh, Stalo, which have has like different programs uh, i did podcast episode today about uh, sexuality and sex so they have really like a uh, great pro- program for sexual like uh, sexual well-being and also like anxiety and everything else. like there are so many uh, different practices you can do or things you can do to impress uh, your health in many ways. And what else? Uh, do you have something in your mind? What has, has made your mental health uh, to stay strong or stronger?
0: <laughs> I bought these journals with these different tasks every day like maybe write five things things what you've been grateful for today or like think about one good memory and draw a picture related to that so it's sort of like mindfulness and reflection but at the same time being grateful for what's happening right now and i think it sort of calms me down mm. with with this sort of, especially before going to bed yeah that you are not overthinking about next day at work or other issues that it sort of like cuts it off and, and it calms you down. Also, I try to do breathing exercises before mm. bed to sort of calm calm down. And I have like Fitbit and it has this good like two or five minutes like a breathing in vibrates. And based on the vibration, you like inhale or exhale. And it's quite quite nice and it calms you down as well. So, so perhaps that, mm. but also just allow yourself to relax. I guess mm. that's something I struggle with a lot. To be <laughs> yeah. Honest. yeah, I feel you <laughs> because I feel so guilty when I just like sit around. I'm like, oh, maybe I should do yeah. something. I should do something. Yeah, and then when I do lots of things, I'm because I think I'm like sort of a bit of workaholic. Because when I do things, I'm happy. Yeah, and I'm working. I'm doing podcasts and job and this and that. And then when I like to the weekend, I really have to like tell myself, okay, now is the time you sit down. It's fine. You don't have to tidy up right now. You don't have to do it. just sit down. You can watch the TV. It's yes. okay. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So but yeah, it took me a while to sort of get myself under, but then you know, it's sort of hard because then you have to find a balance because often happened to me in the past that I became this like very lazy, and I didn't do anything. Mm. It's like turned into the completely opposite feeling low, not wanting to do anything, just sort of, you know, sank to the couch and just like watching Netflix blindly and just not.
1: Really, <laughs> really being. Yeah. So it's sort of hard. You have to find the yeah. balance,
0: and it's quite quite hard to
1: be yeah, honest. Yeah, it is, and I think it's it's a lifelong journey to find the balance. <laughs> yeah. But but it's fine at the same time. That's that's totally fine too. And and I think the most important thing is also the accepting that there are different stages in in life. Like for instance, when sometimes you're like super energetic, and then sometimes you're like. I don't know what happens to me sometimes. It's that I, I watch four videos of from YouTube, like watch nothing, like crap. And then like, I'm, I'm feeling so bad about it. But at the same time, I, I should like, actually the, the winning strategy, uh, like psychologically to, to think about yourself, it, it's that accepting your past but remembering that future like the past is not your future so you can always uh, like change your habits and performance and doings in a way yeah. so like
0: but it's so hard <laughs> <though>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it is like it's easily said but it's 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 really hard <laughs> but I'm happy you said like those um, mindful practices that you're doing because I think those are uh super important in our, in our everyday life nowadays as we live in such an hectic uh media and social media but also work life we have so it's like and and it's also like we 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 receive so much information during the day and it's crazy and it, it's even uh, getting faster and faster that we receive uh more and more information mm, during the years and uh, so it's really important to like learn to relax and find the places where you relax and and where you find the relax- relaxation. It's it's different for everyone. So I I'd recommend to do one particular thing. I would say, um, yeah, yeah. So but but and and in the core of that is of course that to allow yourself to 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 relax. And to enjoy life, especially, <laughs> and to enjoy good good stuff. Yeah. That's like the, That's like the goal of life. Life to enjoy the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. And I mean, it's as you said, we
0: receive so many informations and like with the social media, and it's so easy to not stop it. Yeah, like you just have your phone, and then you just scroll, and there is more and more. And I I get it. They made this horrible algorithm that just yeah. brings you all the time new things. But I I actually read the research that says that, like, when you are not really reading stuff that are there, and you are, like, just scrolling, that is really not good for you. Mm. And also not for your mental health, because you are, like, sort of receiving, but not receiving. And it's just really not, not good for your brain, so... It's also, I'm trying to sort of stop and read if I'm already yeah, scrolling. Yeah,
1: that's actually really good. And, and uh, myself, I always like, I, I really buy that study because I, I myself, when I scroll, I feel like after scrolling, I have like, I, have, I haven't I have learned anything and I haven't like, yeah. I won't remember them tomorrow what I just scrolled. And actually that was a lot of information that I didn't find interesting at all and I wouldn't. <laughs> I did not want to see that, but but at the same time, like it's really addictive. So it's like, it's really bad deal. But, but also, so like when it comes to your own mental health, uh, prevention, I think, uh, very important. In, it's like find the way, like during these times, these hectic times, uh, it's really important to find your own boundaries and like to act towards yourself, um, as a parent, in a way, <laughs> and to make to make the guidelines, and and to follow yeah. the rules, wh- whatever they are. So that's like, yeah, I think that's what we all need.
0: Yeah, I mean, speaking of the parent, I just sort of came up with question. Gotcha. Is there any advice how to sort of, you know, help <laughs> with teenagers? They are scrolling. It's their main part of life right yeah. now, right? Teenagers starting from, I don't know, 11 to probably 16. That's that's it. Mm. TikTok and, you know, creating dances. I know it's it's movement. It's good. But at the same time, because I have a sister, she's 12 years old. She's going to be soon 13. Mm. And it's really hard to explain to her that this is not how she can live her life just like this phone with the videos and that's that's all yeah so is there is there I don't know is there any way how to explain I obviously I'm trying to explain and I'm telling her but you know she's teenager Mm. so she's like half listening and half letting it go Mm. so do you have any advice to to what what to say to to teenager when when there are so much on social media and and you know having screens all, all the time mm.
1: yeah well i would say it's really hard actually and it's really it, it is indeed <laughs> yeah, it is a big problem and to how how do we like uh so th- uh, would like gi- give them something to uh, keep their attention and focus all right during the next during their life in in the future, because as as we know, they are still developing a lot. So, but but yeah, I think I always uh, I always suggest like parents, for instance, to to like, um, and this it, this is actually works for other than social media too. Uh, that the main thing uh, as a parent is to be in, interested about what your kid is doing, so that that she or he gets them emotion and impression that someone cares about me so that's like emotionally such a big thing if you can give that to a kid it will affect his or her life in such a big way that it it will go like it will do a lot for the uh, like to prevent all the bad stuff that TikTok might do but but like so the the interest it's it's all also like the way you usually get the the interest of a young person, teenager to talk with you and also to be like, not to know what you don't know. Like you should really ask a a lot of questions and to be like genuinely interested about the apps and everything like that and make them to like, make them to say like the pros and cons of TikTok or Snapchat and so that they can really put it to their from their own mouth it comes from their own mouth and say it like in their language and that you can really um, so then after that you can probably really know what she or he thinks that is bad on, on social media and what is good and then you can maybe discuss about these things. But like this is all, all already like easily said but hardly done. But <laughs> but this I would just <laughs> say this is the main thing, and then you can have tricks and also like boundaries. Like if you're still if you're like 14 years old, I think there there should be boundaries. Of course, of course, the phone is already his uh, or hers, and and you cannot control like everything. That's also weird, <laughs> but at the same time, yeah. But at, <laughs> yeah, but at the same time. Uh, you can you can still have boundaries. Like if you're under eight, 18, I'm really strongly <laughs> like that is really strongly my opinion that until one is 18 and like she or he is paying her own bills and and doing the stuff and own decisions. So until that, you can you can really restrict something. And if you can see, for instance, that that his or her mental health it's it's not doing well, and it a big reason might be social media platforms, because there are so many bad things for a young generation as well even though I'm really I don't want to demonize them but but still and so like you can have some rules some really strict rules and and sometimes ask like now you have to tell me what you are doing there or like like today we don't have phones today and we're doing things with the family and we don't have phones and and to restrict it that way
0: yeah yeah do you think there should be classes for mental health at school Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I hope that one day we will. It will be normal thing. Yeah,
1: and yeah. And I think like terveystehto. What is it? It's like um, uh, there are also like health is like physical health and health behavior yeah. and mental health and sexual health and I think they are getting better and better all the time. And now when I have been talking to like. I'll just say it correctly, but like to modern teachers, they are actually doing a very good job. But but that's not the general thing yet. But but maybe many are doing that very well already.
0: I think land is still quite ahead when it comes to educating kids about this stuff. Because back in I'm from Czech Republic, mm. and back in there, it's still it's still even stigma amongst people. Mm. Like especially if you talk to older people who can still be parents. It doesn't really work like that, and that's why it's. I think it hasn't still come to the point when, when the new teachers would come and come up with these, you know, suggestions and mm. and stuff. But yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, soon it's gonna be a normal thing, and yeah, there's not gonna be any. Of course, there will be issues, but I mean, it will be easier for the people to find solutions straight away or yeah. be able to use the preventive sort of care for themselves as well
1: yeah yeah definitely and yeah it's it's really sad that the mental health thing, especially mental health things they have like strong history of like craziness and something unexplainable <laughs> and it's it's the stigma it's it's really tough and and um it, it's really sad because it it really affects to our even my my everyday life like how do I talk about my mental health and how how open I can be about that in comparison like if I would like have to have a like a sick leave because of burnout or depression how would I talk about that in comparison with if I would like break my leg I would say it immediately to my like employer but not with if I would have a depression or something like that and that's really i don't know that's wrong because there are no basis for that so and and it's only like why i wouldn't say it it's like because i wouldn't trust my employer not i'm not talking about my (laughs) current employer but like (laughs) i wouldn't trust i wouldn't trust that they would like know enough because i'm professional i know about mental health and i i know the how, how they develop and it's it's like it un- it's understandable and it's nothing weird and it's it's what could happen to all of us and like that and and i, and I know it won't ha- like it won't ha- affect like all the aspects of your life and you could like yeah and it really depends on the person how it affects and everything it, all that shit, but like, but like, I wouldn't trust that other people would know that as they know how you're, how that if you have a broken leg, you can still work with the laptop. And they know that and, but they don't know that stuff about mental health. So, and that's really bad thing. And I think, yeah, that's why we, what we have a, a lot of work still to do. Yeah, that is
0: definitely true. And I mean, that's why I sort of, I went through like bad episode of my life. It was one year of, of hell. Mm. With with mental health and when I finally managed to sort of get over myself, it, I'm not fully over myself, but yeah. <laughs> I tried my best to be, you know, capable human being of having decent yeah. life, uh, as far as I as as managed. But um, after that, and after it happened, and it was really bad, mm. I I was like, okay, I'm, I have to talk about it. Because if I don't, there might be so many people who are secretly suffering mm. and they're scared to say, and they don't have to tell me, but if I talk about it, they might relate. And when you relate, you don't feel that lonely yeah. in in your, yourself. So I know, especially when I felt so bad, there is this, this book and it's called, it's okay not to be okay. Yeah. And it's, Book full of sh- very short stories by famous people, celebrities, singers, whatever, who wrote about mental health
1: issues. Mm.
0: And when you see like many big names, that it's sort of normal actually, but you don't know it because nobody is talking yeah. about it. But then there is this book, and whenever I felt like really, really bad, then I opened it and I started reading. And the fact that I could relate yeah. and I felt like I'm not alone. I'm not the only one that's happening to It's not it's not my fault. It's not me being you know this horrible human being, but it's it's normal actually mm. everybody like almost everybody now feel anxious. Mm. they can't they might not have a name for it. Mm. but I think basically almost especially like us young generation, yeah I think it's quite like part of our life. Of course, somebody has it mild. And almost no symptoms, somebody has it extreme. And, you know, it varies a lot. Yeah. And it, the same comes with feeling low and on a scale of towards depression. But it's it's so important to for those people who experienced some problems to talk about it. Because you never know
1: who needs a bit of support. Mm, that is so true. And that is so... Um... Highly uh, uh, appreciate it. I, yeah, and that that's super important. And have you noticed that when you talk about your mental health, have you noticed that people start to telling you telling you things that yeah, yeah exactly. So it's mm. it's it's funny, but it's cool at the same time that like openness brings up openness.
0: Yeah, and I also figured out that some of my friends they they like struggled with themselves but they couldn't really like find out what it was Mm. and I am like I think high on the spectrum of anxiety sometimes it kicks in hard sometimes it is just subtle Mm. but I have a good friend and she was sort of and I like not really doing well and she was telling me about it and I was asking her because I felt like this is what's happening to me similar stuff Mm. And when it's building up towards the like extreme anxiety. And then I was asking her questions based on how I felt. And she was like, Yeah, yeah, this is exactly yeah. that. And I was like, Maybe you should you should look up anxiety. I think, you know, I am no psychologist to like give you a definition. But look it up and look look up what it means and how how does it show up and what can you do to sort of, you know, Push it away or handle it, and then she, then I we like we went home both, and then like within a few hours I got a message. I was like, she was like, yes, it yeah. is it, it yeah. is that this is exactly what's happening yeah. to me, yeah. and it was also I think she felt relieved. It's a real thing. Like I am not being insane right now, and it's happening to people, and it has a name, yeah. and it helps. Yeah, I think if you can give it a name and see that oh, this is this thing that people are talking about.
1: Okay, I see.
0: Now I understand
1: everything. (laughs) Everything what people are talking about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And what I'm going through as well. Yeah. It's so crazy that she couldn't like, she thought she was like, I think I'm going insane. Like, it's not normal. This is not normal, but I can't really describe what it is. Like, I don't really Mm. know. So yeah, I think that's also a part of it, that you don't really know what's Mm. happening. It's weird, but if you can't give it a name and look it up or hear about it, it's really hard to know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and speaking about the anxiety, stress, even depression, right? So what sort of first steps would you recommend in case somebody is spotting those? We already covered it, but what sort of, you know, first steps would you recommend to to these people?
1: I think... um what do you, I think, the key to this is, is 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 exactly the thing. For instance, what you did for your friend—that you take like what you or he told you, you took it seriously, and and it was like was like, hey, hey, there is something, and and have you seen this? This is like there was this is serious stuff. This is real, and like that. So my advice would be like for everyone else, like personally with yourself, to take it seriously. Like take yourselves and your yourself and your feelings seriously. So basically you're not feeling because of the, like your feelings, they, they have reasons and they like you work, they work like properly and they react to the world and to your life and to your past and everything that. So, um, so they, they are real and you you shouldn't compare yourself to, uh, yourself to others. This is also hard one. If you compare, like I have, I have such a, I have, my life is fine compared to this and that maybe I haven't gone through such a bad things as as this or that might have, but that's, that's just finding a, a justification why your emotions don't matter or are, aren't real at all. So the main thing, and this is the hard part for me too, actually, that to be honest with yourself about your feeling and, and. 10, then to find a friend to tell something about that. And it's not that every f- friend would be worth of telling your anxiety. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like some of them are. <laughs> and, and you should try them. And um, yeah, so t- tell someone and maybe ask someone if they have felt something like that. And, and also I think there are a lot of like uh, also like professional or, professionals or like um, people who have gone, gone through different like mental states, hard mental states. They they have really like good social media accounts, which you could, could might could find, and to get some like something relatable and to get support and to get to know your feelings a bit better, maybe. And yeah, then what we talked about about previous previously, like when whenever you're ready, you can like. Um, enter the healthcare system <laughs> and, and to like, <laughs> uh, to try it. And first time when I tried to mm, enter healthcare system with my, my mental health was actually a couple of years ago. And and it was like a phone call to my work. Well, I think it was occupational healthcare. Yeah. And I called there and it was horrible. And it was like, I felt so like, I felt so bad because I was a uh, psychologist trainee and uh, uh back in the days and I'm like I should be pro but I'm not at all and like this is like and now there is some like colleague <laughs> helping me and I felt so <laughs> I felt so weird and, <laughs> and I was feeling so so an underdog and then but then uh, it was also a bad phone call cuz I didn't receive any help so Basically, I I had to like call again and to do a little... It was such a work for me to call there even. And then when they were not friendly for me, it was like really a big backlash. (laughs) And and I was like, I'm a shitty person and I will never uh, try any help again. But but I did because I somehow knew that it's just like... I have to try again. But sometimes you have to try it. like once again. If you don't receive help from one place, you have to like try the other place. And it it shouldn't be that way, but sometimes just just do it and it's 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 worth it if you if you find a place to like receive some support and psychological help.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's funny cuz like you said it this way that you know, you also tried and it was really bad and then but it's really hard if you're, like, really low. Yeah. It takes you so long to push yourself to actually do this call yeah. and, you know, explain everything and hope that somebody will take you seriously and then they don't really help you. Yeah. And you're like, uh, fine. Yeah. So, yeah. What, what am I doing now? How, you yeah. know, and then it might be really hard for the person to, be like, be able to push themselves to do the whole process again. Yeah. And I bet it was hard for you as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. And like, it's somehow, it's it's like um, I think it's because it's super. It it shouldn't be brave, but it is brave to to try to get some help. And also already like the you have to Google a bit and and to find the number to call. <laughs> and even that is like I don't know where the hell am I calling? But like I'm I'm trying <laughs> this number and maybe they will like no, but like. Uh, so that that might be also a deal and then then when you are brave enough it's like it's really bad if you don't reserve reserve good help usually you do but not always and then like i think there is also a little bit of how to say it like uh design there there would be work for like customer designers in healthcare. <laughs> so so, <laughs> so that I, if, if, if that was my decision, I would hire some of them to like do the processes again and make make them good. Uh, that reminded me of when I was in that bad, bad year
0: and I was in Finland where I was studying and I called to Utah S to the mental healthcare yeah. line. And then... I called there, and then they said they're going to call back. They called the next day, and they were like, oh, but you called to Tampere, and you live in Yvashkula, so you haven't called again. And I was like, what? Oh, well, maybe we can we can let them call you. And then I was like, well, okay, it would be good if they could call me from Yvashkula, right? Yeah. So then she said, okay, yeah, this is your number, blah, blah. And then... Next day, nothing. No. The other day, nothing. And then I was like, oh, well, probably it's not happening. And I didn't want to call again. Yeah. But luckily, my university was great in Uvascular And I had great support from my department. And we had these, like, buddies. Sort of, it's teachers who are trained to sort of support you. If you have difficulties, it's more like a counseling. But mm. they can sort of push you onwards to somebody who can provide you, like, a better help than they can. Yeah. And that's when I went, and then I got like psychological help from from the faculty, from like real psychologist, which was good, and I really needed it. But that's
1: a funny thing, and it's exactly what you said. They said they were going to call, they never called. <laughs> like if you'd promise to call like someone who is having a some sort of mental breakdown, then please call, <laughs> like like you had one task to do, and like you can yeah. you can let the other phone calls go but just call her (laughs) but no yeah that's so bad yeah so
0: that that went well for me but I survived so you know (laughs) luckily it was not anything there I would not survive but it would be horrible if it was a case of somebody having like self-harming thoughts and they just would not go back Mm. or something like that I mean but yeah hopefully this is not a normal thing and it was just one-off and I was just the lucky one <laughs> to not
1: get the COVID yeah, back. I, I I think you were not the only one, unfortunately, but I hope you're not were not the most of the people. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Hopefully not. Um. Well, now COVID is happening mm. around the world. Is there any good tips except you know all the prevention mm. we talked about? And can you say what people could could do to calm down about the situation and handle the worry about their families and and things like that Mm. is there any any i don't know any magical advice yeah
1: i have (laughs) a few of them some of them um i i always say that if you like this is also one like winning strategy when it comes to your psyche is that to to it's a cliche but if you dig deeper it it is true and you can find the truth from there and it is that that seriously the the things you can have an impact in life you should like focus on these things and it's really bad for your health to focus on things that you cannot have an impact you cannot do anything with them it's just it's just not under your your control so it's really stressful and it's really harmful for your thinking to focus on those things so Basically, if you have things that you can do, like in this COVID situation, to make your friends or family or yourself feeling a bit better, you should focus on these things as as much as you can. And also, like what I've been telling to people during the COVID, is that um, that now when we have like so much in our world has changed and we live like differently than we live. Uh, we we lived last year it's it's also like it's really stressful situation for us even though we wouldn't even though if you are not suffering from COVID you will it's it's different and it's really it needs adaptation from you a bit and that's that's quite stressful so at the same time you need a lot of things a lot of places to relax and a lot of things that you enjoy and what uh, what you like like to do you you need more of those during these days when when we have global stress in a way going on so like as as much nice thing as you can do, do that's my tip and I have uh, also been doing it myself trying to do yeah
0: alright anything else you would like to share with our listeners that we haven't mentioned or, or haven't said related mm-hmm. to mental health
1: I think we covered quite a lot yeah yeah. I think that's that's pretty much. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure and such a nice talk. It was really nice talk. Thank thank you so much for having me and this uh this month you have like mental health month November. It's really good and it's really good time for that yeah. during the, the dark time. Yeah, that's time what cuz yeah. it. <laughs> it's so It's great. really risky this month. It's yeah.
0: so great. Yeah, exactly. And I think when, when it gets all these grayness and darkness, yeah. and it hits you because you sort of expect it, but at the same time, it comes faster than you yeah. expect it to come. Yeah. So that's why we chose November because I mean, let's be honest, it's the worst yeah, one.
1: It is. It is indeed, and you have to remember your D- vitamin D's and also kirkasvalo I don't know the English word with for the lamp.
0: <laughs> for the really,
1: right? Yeah. yeah, is this is
0: the is the sun is the sun brightening lamp okay, yeah, yeah, that exactly. starts like from this. You know, yeah. I, I don't know if it's the correct name for it, but yeah. that's what it is. It it starts and it sort of brightens slowly, and then you're waking up with the sun, and it's really beautiful. Yeah. I also have it. It's really good. It's way easier to yeah. get up than than without that. Yeah, that's a good tip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, thank you. Good. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Amazing. And thank you to our listeners, and I hope you enjoyed it and you learned something new and you will be able to get help if you need it. And good luck in surviving November and everything that's happening in the world right now. All right. Have a nice day.
1: Bye. Bye.